This show is brought to you by Safety FM. The following program is rated MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls and call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in three, two, one. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Well, 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 is that not the truth or what? Today's Tuesday, 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 July the 27th of 2021, day 280. Eighth of the year and only 157 days to go. Anyways, hopefully everything is good and grand inside of your neck of the woods, depending on wherever the hell you're at, uh, doing the things that you want to do today, hopefully, already as we are getting into the move and groove of stuff. Anyways, we're broadcasting live from the Safety FM studios in Orlando, Florida, and coming across the multiverse. Yeah, that's the multiverse of Safety FM. And then we're kind of hanging out with our friends and our colleagues that do this stuff in certain countries. Radio USA, Canada, UK. So there you go. We're coming across on Radio Big and Safety FM Multiverse of Things. So hopefully the overnight was fantastic for you as you were doing what you wanted to do and moved and grooved and all that kind of fun stuff. I was actually on some late night phone calls. We'll say late for the U.S., early morning for the parts of the country or of the other country that I was hanging out in. So that was fun uh, doing some of that last evening. So let's start getting moving and grooving and talk about the nonfiction and fiction book and the categories and all that kind of fun stuff. You know, we talk about the New York Times bestsellers on Wednesday. So let's do that starting off and we'll get that moving real quick. Anyway, so talking about the fiction category and the New York Times bestsellers list, here we go at number five, The Paper Palace. At number four, People We Meet on Vacation. At number three, It's Better This Way. Hey now. Uh, Number two, The Last Thing He Told Me. And at number one, The Cellist. Okay, in the nonfiction category, this is what it sounds like. At number five, the books keep the score. At number four, how I survived the world. At number three, frankly, we did win this election. At number two, landslide. And at number one, American Marxism. So there you go. A lot of interesting stuff going on, of course, as we are always talking and moving and grooving and all that other fun stuff. Uh, So I don't know. That's the list. I always think those lists are interesting on how we started off. No no Matthew McConaughey this time around. So if you're not familiar with the show, let me kind of tell you what it is. We talk about the news. We bring in professional broadcasters. They talk about the news. We talk about the findings that we have inside of the world of safety. And sometimes we just go onto a plethora of junk that's out there um, and not even sure where the hell we're going to go. So let's just be realistic on what it is. So it's a little bit of everything. We have a box, a chat box available. If you see it right there, if you're on the social media side of the house, you can type into the chat box. We'll take a look, see if we can actually get it onto the show. If not, you can text in your messaging at 866-930-SFM1. That's 866-930-SFM1. Or, 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 or you can actually, you know, just do what you want to do and 
You can call in. Doesn't guarantee that I can get you on. But you can call in, so that's just something to think about. Anyway, so let's get moving and grooving and bring us our friends at Feature Story News and let them do the talking about what they have going on and what they were able to find. So here's Feature Story News. Here is the news on the Rising Our Safety Show. From Feature Story News in London, I'm Chris Jones. Journalists from several foreign media outlets covering China's floods have faced harassment by local residents and online, according to the Foreign Correspondents Club of China. Staff from the BBC and Los Angeles Times have even received death threats. Samuel Wong reports. The Foreign Correspondence Club of China says that the growing hostility towards foreign media is partly fanned by official bodies. The BBC is calling for immediate action by the Chinese government to stop these attacks endangering foreign journalists. In a recent incident, a state-run social media account instructed its followers to report the whereabouts of a BBC journalist covering the floods. China's foreign ministry has repeatedly accused Western news outlets of reporting what it calls fake news. Earlier this year, Chinese authorities called the Foreign Correspondents Club an illegal organisation, adding that it is mostly made up of Western journalists. The UK could soon allow people from overseas who are double vaccinated into the country without quarantining. The change to the rules is being discussed by the government later and could see people from the likes of the EU and US travel to the UK freely for the first time since the pandemic began. Travel companies say the move would be a step in the right direction for the industry, which has struggled throughout the past 18 months. Prime Minister Boris Johnson says getting vaccinated is a very positive thing. As I said the other day in one of those press conferences, I think it's, you know, people can obviously see when you look at uh, things like uh, like travel, like uh, mass events, uh, uh, that it's it's going to be one of those things that will, will help you, not, not hinder you. The lockdown in Sydney has been extended and three further areas included as New South Wales recorded another 177 cases of locally acquired COVID-19. At least 46 of those people infected with the Delta strain were infectious in the community. Here's Sean Bindley with more. The lockdown was due to end on July 31, but has now been extended till at least the 28th of August, despite infection rates in the state continuing to climb. The New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian says she has hopes for the state to be free of the virus by spring. We're throwing everything at this. Uh, We're really, really keen to see us out of this as soon as we can. So we're asking the community to support us in every way. We're asking people to come forward and get vaccinated. And uh, for me... Uh, Spring does provide a period of hope. In Brisbane, I'm Sean Bindley. And it was Japan that ended day four of the Tokyo Olympic Games at the top of the gold medals table, but they were quickly overtaken by China as day five got underway. The host nation will fight to regain that top spot, as will the likes of the United States, Great Britain, the Russian Olympic Committee, Australia and South Korea. From bureaus worldwide, this is... FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. Today, COVID-19 in Australia, where the latest lockdown has now been lifted in the state of Victoria, which encompasses the city of Melbourne. But restrictions are still in place in New South Wales, with Sydney still the pandemic's epicentre in Australia. More than half the country's population has been under lockdown restrictions over the last few weeks, after the Delta variant hit Sydney and then spread to four neighbouring states. But Tom McElroy, political reporter in 
Canberra with the Australian Financial Review says at least in Victoria, residents are relieved that the latest curbs have been lifted. The state uh, and Melbourne, the, the biggest city, has had six months of lockdowns in the last year and a half. I think there's relief among Melbournians and Victorians more broadly that the restrictions are easing. There will be some remaining restrictions for a couple of weeks, including no visitors to the home. Federally, the national government is relieved that Victoria is starting to come out of that lockdown, but Sydney and New South Wales, where there's a a much tougher situation continuing, remains a a real concern. Anti-lockdown demonstrations in Melbourne and Sydney last weekend were met with a substantial police presence. Adding to the country's difficulties, the Australian government is struggling with public rejection of the AstraZeneca vaccine at a time when sufficient doses of alternatives are not available. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. To recap our top stories, foreign journalists covering China's floods have faced harassment such as death threats by local residents and online. The UK could soon allow people from overseas who are double vaccinated into the country without quarantining. The lockdown in Sydney has been extended and three further areas included as COVID-19 cases increase. And day five of the Tokyo Olympics is underway with Japan, China and the US all vying for that top spot on the leaderboard. That's the latest feature story news Chris Jones reporting. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. People been saying to your friend, get it. You're out and about and sometimes you have to access a report, maybe your bank account, maybe something that's important to you, but you don't want other people to be able to access it. I know you're probably sitting there for a moment going, well, why don't you just go into incognito mode and use that instead? Well, let me tell you something real quick. Incognito mode does not your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browser's history. Your internet service provider can still see every single website you visited and that's why even when i'm at home i never go online without using expressvpn it doesn't matter who your internet provider is it can be verizon comcast or even at&t the isp in the u.s can legally sell your information to ad companies expressvpn is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your isp can't see the sites that you visit expressvpn VPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the times, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background and is so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all of your devices, phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Wired. Wired. Visit my exclusive link at expressvpn.com slash safety and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash safety. Expressvpn.com slash safety to learn more. People been saying to your friend, get a different face. And posting on their feed, they're super ugly. The things they say to them online are cruel and they're not true. So tell your friend, I'll stand up for you. 
bullied online? You can be a witness and make a difference by letting the world know it isn't cool and by letting your friend know you care. Learn more at eyewitnessbullying.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Keyboard Cat, Hamilton the Pug, and Toast Meets World. These are some of the Internet's most beloved pets. And they all have one thing in common. Their stories started in a shelter. Start your story. Adopt a dog or cat today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Training that pet to play the keyboard, that's optional. Start a story. Adopt a shelter or rescue pet today. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no. That's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison? Why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. We are live outside the home of Joe and Rosie Goddard, where a pretty big tickle fight broke out just minutes ago. Sources say their father instigated the laughter. Let's go inside for a comment. (laughs) Apparently, they have no comment. Dads, let this be a reminder that it only takes a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Listen at your own risk. Rated R Safety Show. Yeah, it definitely sounds like some risky business to me, that's for sure. So a lot of stuff going on. I mean, I am always amazed with the amount of information that the people at Good Old Feature Story News bring to the table anyway so let's start talking about some other things going on right now it is 15 minutes past the top of the hour on this lovely wednesday the 28th of july just in case uh rescuers have remained unsuccessful with their attempts to catch the escaped artist barty the bull you know we've been talking about this all week yesterday was a week since 1500 pound animal busted out of the fenced area uh, of the farm that he called home in silvoak county new york officials have been using the infrared cameras to search the wooded areas where barty was last spotted they have used a cow named norma jane to entice him out of hiding once captured barty will be rehomed in an animal sanctuary so there you go interesting stuff of course you know when the bull is making the headlines on the media you got something going on there anyways campbell soup cans are getting a new look the first redesign in over Five decades, the iconic label will keep the famed red and white graphics, but the logo is receiving a modernized logo scripture. The refreshed label will still invoke the same sense of comfort and goodness and Americana, the company said in a statement. In a tweet, the company said the new label says, mm-mm, good. Taste you, taste you know, and love. Look for the design on the shelves and online. No words on when the new design hits the shelves. Kind of funny when you start thinking about some revamps going on. Because it's kind of, it's an interesting twist on all those things of revamps. Because we tend to do that quite a bit. We've revamped the same thing over and over again. I mean, I could take a look here and go, well, if you look right there, we've revamped that logo by adding that little thing at the corner of the M. We've changed this out throughout the years. And then depending on where you're hanging, you can actually take a look at the logo varies from time to time. You don't know how difficult it is. I don't know how the weatherman pulls that off 
all the time in regards to doing that. Anyway, so there you go. Some stuff going on for sure. Uh, let's continue talking about some other things. The CDC wants vaccinated individuals to return to mask wearing while in public to get to protect against COVID-19. And may the health organization say that the vaccinated individuals who were not required to wear a mask indoors or outdoors or physical distancing while unvaccinated individuals should keep following all guidelines. The latest updates comes from the Delta variant is rapidly spreads throughout the unvaccinated population. The new recommendation also applies to K-12 regardless of vaccination status. Worth asking why should vac- vaccinated people be forced to mask up? or to protect those who are choosing not to be vaccinated. That's one question. Now, of course, my lovely writer here says also, should high-risk individuals be offended that the CDC assumes that they need to be told to be careful in public setting? And what's more, the Delta variant has been has proven to be more transmittable than other. So that's something as well. So now keep in mind of this. They are saying, CDC, that it is more transmittable, but not as deadly got it transmittable but not as deadly so this becomes that weird question that we continue to ask around here at what point do you start looking and going okay we have to take a look at this and go okay is the risk worth the reward or as my friend of mine likes to say is the juice worth the squeeze because here's the thing it does sound And I'm saying based on information provided that there is a good chance that you will end up in the hospital or not end up in the hospital based on vaccination. If it's not as deadly, but still, it's some stuff to think about. We continue to go around and think about what the hell is going on. I don't know at what point did this become like a political thing. Because it's kind of weird, depending on what side of the fence you hang on. And we could talk about this, and I know that the political ranting is something that I hate doing. Duh. But how do you look at this? I was listening to a guy yesterday that was saying that if there's that if the government is so enticed of actually about fighting some of these things that are related to the COVID variant, that they should consider if they're going to lock down people from being able to come and visit the country that they should also close the southern border. Now, I thought it was an interesting approach on how he was saying this, but it was enticing on what he was bringing up. And depending on where you're at, as we've spoken about before, it can be very, I guess, I don't know, deceiving, depending on how you look at it. And I can tell you, we can sit here all day and I can come up with a reason for this and that and the other. But what do you think? Where do you kind of stand on this thing? vaccination or no vaccination um of course the choice the choice should be yours it shouldn't be hey everyone is required to do this um i think it should be handled on your own individual case opinion of course and that's my opinion you need to make a what's the best decision for you and the people that are around you but hey there you go. Who knows? Anyways, let's continue talking about some other things. Chicago police superintendent is blaming the court system for another round of deadly weekend shootings in the city. When after the police officers could do different, what could do, what could the police officers do differently to address the shootings? CPD superintendent David Brown pointed his fingers to the court saying judges are releasing violent offenders in Chicago's Darient. 
What we can do different is, cha- is challenge the court to render Chicago safe, Brown said. Over 70 people were shot in the Windy City over the weekend. At least 12 of them died as a result. Can you think about that for a moment? 70 people. 70 people shot over the weekend period. Now, I can tell you I don't go out and do a lot of stuff outside of this thing. I can't even name 70 people that I had seen last week in person. Virtual, I, I'm sure we could talk about <laughs> we could talk about that. But that's a crazy story. 70 people and 12 of them dying. Now we've talked about how large of an impact people have on other people's lives. So that's not gonna be a that's not gonna be something different. That's not gonna be a, a weird Iggy there. But isn't it interesting on how that works out? Isn't it interesting on how people will turn around and go into this whole thing? And look around and go, okay, if you can name 12 people that died and 70 people that are shot, do you think that the courts are doing the right thing? I mean, I don't know. It's so hard to say nowadays on what's correct here. I mean, one can go, okay, well, there are some thoughts and processes and all that kind of fun stuff. But at what point do you turn around and go, we are doing the right thing overall? I mean, I don't know. I have such a hard time when it comes to talking about some of this stuff. Because at the end of the day, the amount of shootings that we normally talk about after coming out of the weekend is mesmerizing to me. Yes, I did say mesmerizing to me on how they do come about. So just some stuff to think about as we are talking. Anyways, new findings published in the BMC Medicine shows that the light to moderate drinking may be helpful when it comes to heart disease patients according to the new data compiled by the uk by biobank the health survey for england and the scottish health survey and 12 other studies those consumed up to 105 grams of alcohol a week were less likely to suffer a heart attack that's about a six pack of beer or a bottle of wine uh, and then some Researchers also found that the adult who drank the average of six grams of alcohol per day uh, benefited from a 50% lower risk of of recurrent heart attack, um, angina, or stroke compared to those who did not drink at all. There is a catch, however. The study study does note that excessive alcohol consumption um, is associated with increased risk of developing other illnesses. So there you go. Where do you go with the twist there? Um, Do I lean towards the house where I don't have all these heart-related diseases, or could I potentially just go out there and have something else? We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. We do our safety show. Okay, Georgia spa shooter Robert Aaron Long bled guilty to four counts or four out of the eight murders on Tuesday. He blamed the mass casualties on drunken suicidal shame that was triggered after his roommate caught him watching porn. The 22-year-old accepted a plea deal of four life sentences without the possibility of parole to reserve uh, to be uh, served consecutively, plus 35 on years on the other charges. The death penalty was taken off the table with the plea deal. Long will appear will appear in court next month to face the charges of domestic terrorism with the hate crime enhancements. Okay, so hold on real quick. Four life sentences plus 35 years as a plea deal just for you not to die inside a prison. I mean, let's, I don't even know where to lean here because that's going to be a rough one. 
Do you want to survive inside of a prison? I know what you did was wrong. We're not saying that what you did was right. But all of a sudden, this is going to be what your rest of your life looks like? And all of a sudden, you decided to go out and kill eight people because you were sh- you were shamed for looking at porn. And you were caught by your roommate. There's a lot of stuff there. I mean, there's a lot of stuff there that could get dark quick if we start talking about it. I don't know. How dark do we want to get 25 minutes past the top of the hour? I mean, but think about what this guy is saying for justification purposes. I got caught watching porn. I'm sure there was probably more to this. But, of course, uh, when I get some of these news stories, they're very PG. But one can imagine what the guy was doing. And all of a sudden, boom, this is what you decided to do? And why all of a sudden was the death penalty off there? Because you took the plea? And what kind of a life are you planning on having? I'm just asking the questions here. Believe me, I'm not trying to be controversial by no means. But there is some questions that need to be asked, of course. Safety in a way never heard of before. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Okay, so let's talk, let's talk, let's talk about some stocks and all that kind of fun stuff going on inside of the world. Let's bring in Johnny Smalls because he always has something to say about what's going on inside of the stock market. So let's take a listen. Here's your Market Beat Minute for Wednesday, July 28th, 2021. All of the major indices were down on Tuesday. This broke a string of three days that each index closed at an all-time high. One reason for the drop could be growing pessimism surrounding the infrastructure bill that is held up in Congress. Investors are also waiting for the Federal Reserve, which finished the first day of its two-day meeting this week. Markets are likely to be volatile prior to Chairman Jerome Powell's remarks, which he will deliver on Wednesday afternoon. On a more optimistic note, investors may have left a little room for a move forward in anticipation of a raft of strong earnings. Alphabet, Apple, and Microsoft all reported strong earnings after the market closed Tuesday. This will likely send the tech sector higher in after-hours and pre-market trading. You can get the inside track from Wall Street's brightest minds delivered directly to your inbox every day at MarketBeatMinute.com. Okay, thank you, Johnny Smalls, for that one. That's John Smalls from the John and Heidi Show. I guess I should say that, not just because we have some kind of video thing going on with John. But he can be heard on RadioBig.fm in the afternoons. More Afternoon drive. I almost said morning drive. He almost took my spot there. Afternoon drive. Him and his wife do a show together there. The John and Heidi Show. Interviews and everything. You know, it's, it's a great little show. You should take a listen to it. Anyway, so let me tell you what I found on my end here. Stocks traded lower the, on, during Tuesday's session as the Dow dipped 85 points. The Nasdaq slipped 180 points and the S&P lost about 20 points. It was the Nasdaq Composite's worst performance since May the 12th. Technology stocks Apple and Alphabet traded nearly uh, a percent lower on the day. This comes during a, uh, during a week which technology companies are largely expected to beat their earnings forecast once they 
issue the report. So there you go. Anyways, if you've been catching up on the Olympics, let's talk about this real quick. Olympic medal count. So let's talk about it. And the number three spot, nine gold medals, five silver medals, and seven bronze medals. That was by China. At number two, nine gold medals, eight silver medals, and eight bronze medals. That's held by the United States. And in the number one spot, based on medal counts, Japan, 10 gold, 3 silver, and 5 bronze. So there you go. The latest gold medals earned by the U.S. were by Lydia Jacoby and the women's 100-meter breaststroke and Carissa Moore and the women's uh, surfing competition. So there you go. Some surfing now going around there. So take a listen to this because if you haven't heard, maybe you're under a rock, but we'll talk about it. Gymnast Simone Biles withdrew from the final Team USA competition after she landed awkwardly following her Aminar vault performance. She was replaced by fellow American Jordan Chelles. Biles later told reporters that she needed to step back from co- from competing with her team to preserve her mental health. It is unclear if she will compete in her individual events later this week. So let's talk about that because it's important. I want you to take a listen to this real quick because this lady, Simone Biles, is considered the best gymnast in the world and has been for some time. And she took a giant step yesterday, or however you want to look at it at the moment. And I'm not talking because of what happened after the vault. I'm talking about the giant step that she took and said, hey, listen, I need to stand up and realize that I am having a mental health issue, according to her. And I am not going to do you a benefit by continuing on. Now think about that for a moment. She took a moment to realize that she could not fulfill her obligations and she needed a time to preserve her mental health. Now we talk about this all the time. We talk about mental health all the time. Now, think about how many eyes are on her. Think about how many people are watching. Now, I will tell you, depending on what you're looking at on social media, there are people that are pissed off about this. There are people that are happy about this. There are just a whole bunch of different things, depending on where you hang out and what you take a look at. Some people think it's a great. Some people think that she was selfish. You have to determine what you think. But what I appreciate here is the extreme ownership that she took upon herself that she said, hey, this is not X for me. And this is what I see going on with me individual and was able to adjust to what she thought was going to be best for her and her team. Now, you do realize that they did win a silver. But did we learn something through this? Did we learn something entirely different where people are able to stand up for themselves and say when something's going on and be willing to discuss it? 
Anyways, let's continue talking. Parents are split when it comes to vaccinating their children. So take a listen to this. Over half of parents who responded to a survey presented by C.S. Mott Children's Hospital said that it was unlikely that their child would receive the COVID-19 vaccine. The poll withdrew... from a national representative examples of 2019 parents with kids ages between 3 and 18 found that amongst parents 3 to 11 old, the three year, not the parents are 3 to 11 years old because that would be kind of a strange story, uh, said that 49% said that it's likely their child would get the vaccine once available, while 51% said it was unlikely. Key factors behind the parents' decision include side effects, testing done on children's same age groups, 63%, how well the vaccine worked with children, 62%, and parents own research 56 percent so there's some stuff right there on another some other news going on a restaurant in california is asking patrons to show proof that they have not yes not not have been vaccinated a recent instagram posed by basilio pasta Evino in huntington in huntington oh my god in huntington beach reads from day one never complied banned mask and now requiring proof of being unvaccinated. A sign on the door of the establishment states that basically the same sentiment while also adding, we have zero tolerance for treacherous anti-American stupidity. You see, it is so interesting on how this all ties in because some people will look at this and say, that's great. Some people will look at this and go, what the hell is this guy thinking? And some people will look and just go, what the hell? That's something to think about. That is for sure. More sarcasm than a Mortal Kombat beatdown. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, so let's continue. I think it's that time. I, I think I might even be running behind. Wow, look at this. I'm running behind. Let's get into it. Let's talk about it right away because this one's going to definitely be importante. Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show. Oh, I'm glad that we get to hang and talk about the main story because that's always important as you and I are hanging out 34 minutes past the top of the hour here on RadioBig.fm and on SafetyFM.com for sure. So let's talk about what is going on inside of the planet. You know what I keep on finding interesting is that I take a look around of everything that's going on and then for some reason I bottle it up and come back to this show. And I start saying, hey, we need to discuss this because I think it's going to be important for conversation matters, opposed to it just being something that I go on a tirade about um, with others. But at what point do we start determining what is success? Like when you sit here and take a listen to this show and you start thinking about some of the stuff that we're discussing, how do you look at success? What do you deem that you have a program inside of your organization that has been successful what do you look at and go okay uh we are have we are compliant with everything safety is it because you didn't kill anybody is it because you didn't have any loss injuries do you look at it and go oh because we have people reporting blah 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 i ask the question because i think it still becomes interesting on how we deem what success looks like And it's often discussed and described as I go into organizations now virtually as they're talking about these boards. And I will tell you almost every conversation that I have with people and they want to brag about how great their organizations are. I mean, we could call it humble brag. Some of it's not, but some of it is. 
and they want to discuss on how many injuries they've had. We have cut down our injuries by blah, or we haven't had any reportables um, or recordables in X amount of time. I don't know if that makes you successful. I also kind of look at it and go, does that mean that you're successful or does that mean that people are just not reporting it? It's kind of an interesting twist for sure. So I keep on looking at this and I go, sometimes, depending where you work, you might be hiring some of the smartest people on the planet to make your organization successful. But what does that consist of? Do you tell them, Yes, we have seen in the past you have been able to accomplish this, but don't do stuff that way anymore. We want you to do it now on this straight and narrow that we want to discuss with you. I don't know. So that's the thing. When you start taking a look at success, how do you deem it? It's so hard from time to time to sit back and go, yes, success is based on this. Is it the amount of money that you're actually saving inside of your organization? Is it the amount of people that get back home? Is it the amount of people that don't get mangled by machine at at section eight over there? I'm just asking the question. Because I don't think that there is an accurate way to determine success when it comes to some of the things that you and I do. It's not going to be a number on a wall. It's not going to be the amount of downloads you've had. It's not going to be the amount of listens that you've had. It's not going to be the amount of views on social media that somebody's done. What is success? It's kind of an interesting thing when you start thinking about it in the big picture, opposed to just kind of looking at it as that we're successful because of X, Y, and Z. I mean, if you measure it, you'll make it, you'll put an importance on it. It's kind of the way that it works. But it doesn't always mean that everything will go Great. Think about that for a moment. I know it's a lot. It is 38 minutes past the top of the hour. You know how this goes. But when we start talking about all this stuff, a lot of people think that I lose it and I might be off my rocker when it comes to it. So what is success? I definitely don't know. There's a guy here behind a microphone. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the home of Real Safety Talk. You're listening to Safety FM. We'll be right back. Do you have a claim and not sure where to turn? Coastal Claim Consultants are professionally licensed and bonded public insurance adjusters employed exclusively by you, the policyholder, to represent you after sustaining an insured loss. They assist policyholders in all aspects of processing the claim, working closely with the insured to provide the most equitable and timely settlement possible. They will provide you with comprehensive service, anything from inspecting the law site, analyzing damages, compiling claim support data, reviewing applicable coverages, assessing replacement costs of damages, and negotiating your settlement. The adjusters at Coastal Claim Consultants will evaluate your claim for no upfront cost whatsoever. Coastal Claim Consultants fee is based on contingency contracts and are paid when the insurance company sends you a check and it's in your possession. Coastal Claim Consultants are licensed to assist you in the following states. Florida, Texas, Oklahoma, Georgia, and South Carolina. South Carolina. For more information, go to coastal-cc.com. That's coastal-cc.com for more information. 
Lighting the way to recovery. Coastal Claim Consultants. Okay, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. So mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Underwear always comes first. Name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole or you have to start all over. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and you left with bunny ears. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But two minutes twice a day, making sure they brush their teeth is easier, and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2 min 2 xorg to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable. But how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. We are live outside the home of Joe and Rosie Goddard, where a pretty big tickle fight broke out just minutes ago. Sources say their father instigated the laughter. Let's go inside for a comment. (laughs) Apparently, they have no comment. Dads, let this be a reminder that it only takes a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. Look for FAST. F, face drooping. A, arm weakness. S, speech difficulty. T, time to call 911 immediately. Know the sudden signs. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Okay, there you go. That's Catwalk by Nick. Songs readily available on Spotify and iTunes. It is 42 minutes past the top of the hour. Okay, there you go. Let's get into some more information for you this morning as we are moving and grooving and talking and all that kind of fun, fun, fun stuff for sure. Anyway, so just letting you know at the top of the hour, I'll be going over to RadioBig.fm exclusively for the next couple of hours if you want to come and hang out. We'll talk about some more stuff going on because that's what we do. So let's start talking about some bull that's going around around there. So adulthood is a trap. Let me tell you about this. How old were you when you first felt like an adult? According to a new poll, 7% of adults still don't feel like they're grown up um, or around 1 in 14 people. It includes about 5% of people in their 30s and 40s and 1% of people over 55. The most common age in which people say that they feel like uh, they're an adult is 18. And the second most common age is uh, was under 18. And the rest of the top five ages were left, uh, you know, without the, so much information. But the years are roughly about this, 21, 25, and 20, with about 
People saying that they were over 30 when they finally felt like an adult. A quarter of adults under 25 said that they still don't feel like they're a real grown-up. And the top <laughs> the top life event that made the people feel like they were grown-ups was owning a home. That was followed in order with uh, getting a full-time job, moving out of their parents' house, and worrying about bills and savings and graduation from school. Still waiting here for sure. That's um, I still don't feel like an adult after so many years. I would say that I still feel like an adult... Until I woke up this morning with a huge sit on my uh, on my nose, and then I realized that I wasn't an adult; I was still a teenager. And then on the other side, I don't mind. I'm not going to uh, to cop to uh, cop to feeling uh, like a grown up. If not, if I do that, then I'll be waiting to pay taxes. So that's something else that we would be talking about as well. But all joking aside, as you as you think about this, at what point did you start feeling like a grown up? I mean, I will tell you, there's still times that I go, man, I still have the same mindset that I had when I was a child. Okay, maybe not a child, but you know, you know what I'm saying. So was there an age that you said, eh, I've hit it. I'm no longer a child and now it's time to think like a grown up. Listen to our host of the Rated R Safety Show. Self-implode on our airwaves only on Safety FM. So have you heard about this magma thing? Um, Have you heard about it? If not, let's talk about it. Roads that can charge electric cars and buses while they're driving aren't a new concept. But so far, the technology is expensive and inefficient. But Indiana's Department of Transportation says that it's testing a new type of cement that's embedded magnet um, particles that could be one day provide efficient high-speed charging on driver standard road building costs. Uh, The Indiana Department of Transportation teamed up with Purdue University and German company Magment on the project, which will begin with testing of magnetized cement called Magment, naturally. In a lab, <laughs> in the lab, then they will try to uh, try out a quarter of a mile section of the road. Magment, the only company, says that it, um, the product delivers record-breaking wireless transmission efficiently at up to 95% at, at, of its slabs, which will be embedded into fertile um, particles and it can be built locally to me the technology that helps eliminate cars with those brain rattling exhaust tips um, is something that i believe would be definitely worth investing in the other side here is magnet is best the best way that it could, could come up with is that um, they could have called it electric avenue see electric avenue think about that or who cares what is the cost just charge it you know what i'm saying okay but all joking aside here Think about that. You have the technology all of a sudden that you would be able to charge the car as it's actually moving. That could definitely be a game changer when it's all said and done. Because then at what point do you have to come to a stop? Because then you could just go and go and go and go and go on for as long as you want. Think about it. We are now video streaming the Rated R Safety Show. I don't know why our host has a face for radio. Rated R Safety Show. The Motivation Minute is courtesy of BetterCreditCards.com. Today's quote has been submitted by Monica. Dale Carnegie said, People rarely succeed unless they have fun in what they're doing. I love this. Mr. Carnegie has a ton of great quotes, but this may be my favorite. Probably because I love what I do. Why? Because if I didn't love what I did, I would make the choice to do something else. 
If you spend the whole week working at a job you don't even like, take a moment to think about what would make you happy and then find a way to do that. Even if it takes a few steps to get there, start on your way as soon as you can. You need to love what you do, or at least like it. This has been today's Motivation Minute, courtesy of BetterCreditCards.com. I'm John Small. Thanks for listening. Your favorite motivational quotes can be submitted for upcoming programs at MotivationMinute.org. Okay, thank you, Johnny Smalls, for that one. Always enjoying the Motivation Minute here. So let me give you today this month's contribution to science fiction, because this is definitely what it sounds like. Big Bend National Park just southwest in southwest Texas is alerting visitors that summer rains are bringing out a type of scorpion with an, with an acid-shooting whip tail. Yeah. The Anarch Vine Caroons, that's what they're calling it, have come out of their barrows in search of food and love. The three-inch creatures, also uh, known as whip scorpions, can pinch with their uh, mouth parts, according to a Facebook post in the park. They also have long whip tails, which can also shoot uh, a spray of 85% acetic acid, the main component of vinegar. It sounds like it's scary to you. You're not alone. The critters are also inspired of the sensational headlines of acid shooting land lobsters. Uh, but the vinegrounds, which are also nocturnal, can't, can't see very well and are relatively uh, benign unless you annoy them, according to the park. And they are not poisonous. So let me see. This sounds like somebody has to find out by if they are poisonous by getting shot by this acid thing. Well, that sounds like fun. I still wouldn't actually accidentally pinch my tent on top. You know what I'm saying? And then I never thought that I'd say this, but um, but for a long, simpler times, like last summer, when we only had to worry about uh, the murder hornets. You know, I'm glad that we're, we've updated now. So if you think you smell a, a, ch- a chip truck while camping in the middle of Big Bend National Park, don't reach for the ketchup. Reach for safety glasses because I think that that might be a little bit more important to think about Duh. for sure. Anyways, let's continue talking as we are here 50 minutes past the top of the hour. Did you know Jeff Bezos could be the, the first world's trillionaire by 2026? The Amazon founder uh, was studied by business software comparison site com- Comparison, uh, which used data collected by Forbes Rich List to calculate the yearly wealth growth rate of the world's richest people. Applying the average of annual growth rate over the coming years, the study concluded that Bezos, who has estimated net worth of $203 billion, could become the world's first trillionaire by 2026 at the age of 62. For the record, $1 trillion is 1,000 times $1 billion. Okay? So, $1 thousand times one billion he would be the first trillionaire basis of software is correct on what it's saying but then again hey we're debating on what a potential algorithm is telling us anyways let's talk about the swamp real quick we'll talk about it former president barack obama is planning a big birthday bash at martha's vineyard for his 60th the hill hills reports that it's likely the likes of oprah winfrey and joe clearly have snagged invites to the festivities to be hosted at the obama's 30 acre estate so there you go no winner for Saturday night's Powerball drawing. Tonight's drawing will be for $186 million jackpot or $134.6 million cash payout. So if you play the game, good luck for you. Anyways, let's talk, let's talk about this real quick. Do we, do we want to talk about this? I think so. No? 
Now, okay, we were continuing on. We are continuing on talking about some other things as we are 52 minutes. So that means I have to speed up is what I'm being told. Okay, so let's talk about some things that happened back on this date. Back in 2019, Meghan Markle is a guest editor for UK Vogue. She is the first guest editor for the magazine in 103 years. So there you go. Uh, talking about some birthdays today, soldier boy, no longer really a boy. Uh, he turns 31 today. Um, a fro man turns 47. Dana White turns 52. He's the UFC head honcho, just in case you don't know. Lori Longland turns 57. Jim Davis, Garfield's creator, turns 76. And Bill Bradley, NBA pro turned U.S. Senator, he turned 78 today, just in case if you were wondering. Anyways, let's continue talking about some other stuff going on inside of the world today. If you're looking for a reason to celebrate, let's talk about some different reasons that you can. Buffalo Soldier Day. National Water Park Day. Okay, I think I got my plan set now. National Water Park Day. And then last but not least, National Milk Chocolate Day. You know, I have to tell you, that one should actually be celebrated every day if you do have the opportunity of doing so. Think about that for a second. 42 years since becoming a trial lawyer didn't go to me. It went to the thousands of clients that hired me to be their warrior. That's my passion. That's what drives me. And nobody does it better because I was born for this. Okay, Jeffrey Figer, Figer Law, 1-800-A-WINNER if you want to find out more information or if you're in a look for a lawyer. There you go. Figer Law can help you out. Anyways, let's continue talking a little bit more as we're getting you out of here. Let me tell you about my friends at the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Whether you have struggled with suicide yourself or have lost a loved one, know that you're not alone. Hear about personal experiences from people in your local communities whose lives have been impacted by suicide and depression. To find out more information, you can go to AFSP.org. That's AFSP.org or call 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255 or text the word TALK to 741-741. Remember... If you are struggling with this stuff, you need to make sure that you are getting information and there are even people in your local communities that can assist you with it. So please, 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 please go to the website if you can, just to make sure that everything moves forward the way that it needs to. Anyways, let's talk about some other things. Some Let's talk about some whack facts on this lovely Wednesday. Married women were banned from watching the ancient Olympic Games. The penalty was execution. Wow. That's deep. Uh, what else? At first, modern Olympics in in 1896, they weren't any gold medals. Winners received silver medals and an olive branch. Olympic gold medals are made mostly of silver. There you go. The longest wrestling match in the history of the games took 11 hours. The 1912 games in Stockholm had the event for literature. The winner of the first modern Olympic marathon stopped at a tavern mid-race to get a glass of wine. Sounds very um, sounds very impressive. So there you go. Uh, let's see. What else do we got here? Let's see. Uh, some scoops of BS for you. Facebook just rolled out a new bunch of privacy settings, much, much as long as my mom is out there tagging me in embarrassing photos from 10 years ago or my teen years or they're even using or if there is a way to hide, somebody needs to let me know. 
A report found that running uh, that running burned more fat than lifting weight. So maybe, uh, maybe, but running doesn't allow you, me to impress ladies by screaming and grunting loudly into a mirror while curling a five-pound dumbbell and my torn aff- uh, affliction shirt. So why would I want to do the running thing? Uh, this week, this week back in 1939, according to a story, Bruce Wayne's parents were shot and killed. But the birth of Batman took where the birth of Batman took place. Batman is one of the few superheroes without any superpowers. In other words, he's just another uh, guy overcompensating with a cool car. <laughs> About 40% of airline pilots admit to falling asleep while in the cockpit. In their defense, alcohol does make one sleepy. Fact of the day, eating tomatoes helps prevent sunburn. Yep, but um, those wrinkles will eventually catch up to you. Oops, what did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay, so let's talk about this real quick. If you need a random joke for today, try this one. I'm not a glass half full type of person. I'm more of a... Oh, where I did it, where where did I put my glass kind of person? You know what I'm saying? You know, it's not about being half full or being half empty. It's like, where the hell did I put the glass? Because I don't remember. If you need a phone starter for today, try this. If your ex came with a warning label, what would it say? Boy, am I not answering that question. Okay, let's continue real quick. Uh, if you need a question, if you need a, a question for the water cooler, try this. When it comes to relationships, experts say that you're not expected to do this to, for your significant other until you've been together for about seven months. What is it? Plan a birthday party. There you go. Maybe a little, uh, maybe a little getaway. Who knows? Anyway, so that's all I got for you. You've been listening to the Rated R Safety Show exclusively on RadioBig.fm and on SafetyFM.com. Now, remember, Safety FM is the home of real safety talk. We can't do what we do without you. The most important part of Radio Big and Safety FM, and that is the listener. If I could leave you with a thought for today, think of this: never attribute to malice that which is adequately explained by ignorance. Think about it. Got a long time to think about that one for sure. So I know who you are. I think you know who I am. I think. Should we talk about tomorrow already? Tomorrow's a big number. Tomorrow's a big 400th episode. Yeah, 400th episode. We'll have to talk about that tomorrow at some point. Anyway, so I know who you are. You know who I am. Love you, mean it, and goodbye. Duh. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.